The last time we checked in with the venture capital market on this podcast, it was just after COVID-19 arrived in the U.S., and the virus had not yet made a significant impact to venture capital investments in the U.S. Will that continue in Q2 of 2020? We'll discuss on this episode of In the Know. I'm Justin Domini. Connor Moore, who leads private enterprise for KPMG in the U.S. and is a co-author of KPMG's Venture Pulse quarterly report, returns to In the Know to talk about the Q2 results, which have seen the number of global and U.S. venture capital deals continue to plummet in 2020. But the good news is actual VC investment remain fairly robust in the U.S. and around the globe, given the ongoing global pandemic. Will that trend continue? And what other impact or side effects should investors be on the lookout for? Let's hear what Connor has to say. Connor, thank you for joining me today. Thanks, Justin. Great to be here. We talked with you in Q1, but here we are in Q2. Can you talk about the impact that COVID-19 has had on venture capital deals around the globe and in the U.S. this past quarter? And while you're at it, give us any thoughts on the potential impact moving forward. I think, Justin, what you see in the numbers is actually that the dollar amount of venture capital invested is consistent with what we saw in Q1. And remember, Q1 only had maybe a month or less of COVID impact. So the dollars invested is a positive result. The number of deals is down significantly. And I think what you're seeing is um, a tendency for some VCs, depending on where they're at in their particular fund, in deploying a significant amount of dry powder, which still exists, deploying it maybe with some companies that they had not planned to because those companies now need some funding to get them to an exit, which may now be later than it was pre-COVID. So it's not that the company will be less successful or that their return will be lower. It just may need to be propped up for one of a better phrase over a period of time. And those later stage companies usually require larger dollar amounts, which is probably why you're seeing the dollars stay consistent and the actual number of deals come down. And I would think for the foreseeable future, that's probably a trend that we will see continue. That makes a lot of sense. So let's turn to investors. Investor activity has certainly been interesting, to say the least, during this time frame. From your vantage point, just how are investors reacting to COVID-19? In a number of different ways. I think there's the dilemma that some VCs have about, hey, there's some opportunity definitely coming out of this pandemic. I mean, there will be companies that come out of this much stronger than they were before. From talking to CFOs, I think some CFOs are actually figuring out that the cost cutting that they've had to do could actually get them to profitability sooner. People are realizing that they can do maybe not more with less, but they can at least do the same with less. And the VCs are saying, okay, well, do I deploy money in these new companies or do I have to deploy the money in propping up some of my existing investments that I planned to exit sooner? So I think that dilemma and choice will continue. There will obviously be a shift in investment dollars towards companies that have solutions that lend themselves to remote working. I think it's fair to say that even when the pandemic is behind us, more and more people will work from home probably into perpetuity. So those companies, it's not a one-time pop. They will likely be successful going into the future, and they will likely get an increasing share of the VC dollars that are being invested. And with those investors, what specific areas do you think they're going to be looking closely at as we go forward here? So in terms of sectors, I think it's business solutions around collaboration, business solutions that are 
required with remote working. I think ed tech is a very interesting space, as any of us with kids can attest that I think education is going to be remote, or at least parents are going to have the options for their kids to be remote for some period of time. And I think even when the pandemic is over, perhaps ed tech is going to get revolutionized as people see the art of the possible during this pandemic. And then clearly, for obvious reasons, there will be significantly increased investments, not just in health tech and biotech around COVID, but there's definitely been some stark realizations given what we've seen that the healthcare system, et cetera, is due for some disruption. I think companies playing in that space will likely attract a lot of investment going forward. Sure, that sounds good. And let's talk about the corporate side of investing now. What are corporate investors focused on right now? So the corporate investors, being that the investment side of the corporate, I don't want to say it's discretionary, but it's not their core business as opposed to VC or PE investors. So I think we've probably seen corporates and look, let's hold off for a little bit because we need to make sure that our core business has got all the resourcing that it needs. And if there's a dollar that can be better used in our core business, that's where we're going to deploy it. So I think we see in Q2 a little bit of pause. There's still been plenty of corporate investing, but it's probably not growing at the clip that we saw in 2019. So I think it's a little bit of a wait and see with the corporates, but I would expect that it will start to increase soon once they've kind of stabilized their own business. Now, again, one layer on top of all this, of course, is the presidential election that's coming up in the U.S., which will definitely impact things in the U.S. and will probably have tentacles to global investment too. For sure. That's been the case historically as well. We've seen that definitely. So now let's just turn our attention to what you saw in Q2, specifically around what industries were most attractive to investors in that quarter? I think we saw a significant increase in health tech, biotech, and that'll play into the discussion around IPOs as well. Ed tech investments. We've been talking about delivery companies for a number of years, but obviously this pandemic has caused their operations to increase and also to expand. So you now have Uber Eats, DoorDash delivering more than just restaurant food. So they're delivering essentials, pharmacy products, etc. We saw that Uber's acquisition of Postmates, that whole space has seen a level of investment that has probably been accelerated from future years into this period of time. And then I go back to the collaboration work from home solution companies as well. They've definitely seen significant investment in the quarter. So you mentioned IPOs there. The IPOs in Q2, as per the reports, were still behind 2019, but they did see an uptick over Q1. I mean, does that give you any signals? What do you envision for the rest of the year? There was definitely more IPOs in Q2 than I think people would have predicted coming into Q2. And that uptick was seen primarily at the tail end, so more in the June timeframe, and was skewed towards biotech health tech. The biotech health tech, I would expect to continue. And if it weren't for the presidential election, I would actually expect Q3 and Q4 to potentially be better than Q2. But there is that layer of uncertainty that the presidential election brings into the equation. But I would think that 2021 could be a very, very good year for IPOs, just based on what I'm seeing in the marketplace and the number of companies that are getting ready and actually have legitimate business models with appropriate traction. They're definitely very viable IPO candidates. Connor, thanks so much. Last question for you. What are some of the key trends looking towards Q3 2020 in venture capital? 
a little bit more of the same. I mentioned EdTech at the beginning of the conversation, and that's one that I think with kids either going back in the fall in a very different environment or not going back at all. And when I say kids, I'm including all the way from the preschoolers up until the college students. I think that is an area that is probably a little bit behind the spike in health tech, biotech. So that's one that I would see. I think fintech companies, too, there's a lot of interesting things there. I mean, we are in an economic crisis as well as a health and, and social crisis. And there are a number of solutions out there around people being able to access their money Earlier, I think that will receive a lot of attention. So EdTech and FinTech, I think, could be interesting going forward. And then more of the same with respect to the work from home and the health tech, biotech companies. Awesome. Thank you, Connor, so much for the look back and the look forward in venture capital. Look forward to talking with you soon. And thanks for joining us. Thanks, Justin. My pleasure. We hope you enjoyed that conversation. For additional information, please contact Pete Settles at psettles at kpmg.com. That's psettles at kpmg.com. And as always, thanks for listening. In the Know is now available wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Feel free to download and subscribe via the Apple Podcast app, Google Play, or Stitcher. Simply search KPMG's In the Know, and we'll see you next time on In the Know.